1: The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. I'm C.L. Bryan, and this is the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank each and every one of you across the country and around the globe who come along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. Thank all of you for making our show as popular as it has become uh, throughout the United States. And I want to uh, thank Red State, my flagship, our flagship station, uh, for having us in their family. And if you're traveling through Times Square as deserted as it seems compared to times going by, uh, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. And uh, believe it or not, um, right there on the big board, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The C.L. Bryan Show does pop up on the Red State Talk billboard. And no old C.L.'s face looking right back at you there about a half block from where we dropped the big ball in the Big Apple not sure what's going to happen this um, holiday season as far as that uh, is concerned Christmas in New York is quite special and um, yeah yeah come to think of it it sure is (laughs) well folks it's got to be a morning after right yeah it's got to be a morning after and this is it and I think the general consensus is that, um, well, it it got ugly. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there is just no way around that. However, however, President won that debate on pure dominance alone. Uh, President won that debate simply by overpowering Joe Biden, <clears throat> which it didn't seem like it was pardon me it didn't seem like it was hard to do and uh now for those of you who are faint of heart and you you can't really stand the sight of blood then you 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 should not be involved in politics ever again in america because friends um and I, I do say this uh, with a, a heavy heart, remembering um, the words of Lyndon Baines Johnson as he decided that <laughs> he was not going to run for president anymore. It's with a heavy heart, I have to tell you. It's become a blood sport and it's not going to change It has become a blood sport by necessity. And folks, I'm going to tell you this because the spin is going to be that it's Donald Trump's demeanor that caused this to go off the rails. Well, let me tell you about demeanors here. Let's, let's just talk about demeanors here and here on this Wise Women Wednesday uh, coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour before we get into Trump's demeanor and the demeanor period as to why we're seeing this. I want to tell you that uh, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, uh, my good buddy, uh, will be with me on the show at the bottom of the hour. And uh, CJ Jordan, uh, she's going to be with us here today. And then also a very good friend of mine, Dr. Linda Lee Will be coming on board uh, somewhere in the after the twelve o 'clock hour, so don 't you go away uh, hashtag wise woman Wednesday and there are a lot of wise women that I have been uh, receiving and a lot of them that have been coming across uh, coming to my attention and i 'm passing them on i've passed them on all to uh, Michelle, my executive producer, and uh, she will do her Michelle thing. Uh, with them, and you know, it's a strange thing about Michelle. Everybody, everybody loves Michelle. Everybody loves Michelle, and uh, like a little sister, uh, my crazy little sister. <laughs> and so, and uh, just a lot of fun to uh, to do the show. We've been doing it now six years, and uh, she came up with this idea of Wise Women Wednesday. And uh, hey, I got to tell you, it's been a blessing, and I'm all over it uh, as far as that's concerned. So, Jesse Jane Duff. CJ Jordan and Linda Lee Tarver will be coming our way. If you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me at Rev R E V C L. Brian, I'm on Instagram, and of course, you can go to my public page um, on Facebook. Temperament, and um, we're talking about how all this got started and why the president flashes like he does. I don't know what your particular temperament is all about. I don't know. I don't know, you know, um, how you handle mistreatment. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you handle mistreatment. But the reason I understand this president, and many of you will understand as well, Because you handle it the same way, and and, and it comes out uh, sometimes in in ways that you don't intend, but it it comes out. It's not that you're wrong. It's just that people uh, see you then, and they say you're angry. It's not that you're angry then. It's that you were angry before then, and you didn't say anything Or you didn't say the thing that you wanted to say in the way you wanted to say it out front publicly and loudly. Since the president has announced his candidacy for president of the United States, and certainly since he won the presidency of the United States, Imagine this being the target of constant barrage lies and innuendo innuendo constantly most presidents get at least what we once called a honeymoon. Not DJT. Not Donald John Trump. No. This president has took the blows. The body blows. The head shots. He's taken the blows. Since he announced his candidacy and certainly since he became president, body shots have not ended. He has fended so many of them off, effectively jabbed his way out of bad situations. He has that type of political pugilism in him. I'm very proud of the way he was willing to fight Last night, I think he was a little bit too jacked up at first. Uh, he calmed down, and um, it still was ugly. But, like I told you, I used to box, and I've never been in a pretty fight. I have been in bar fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, oh, yeah, the Reverend hadn't always been a Reverend, okay? I've been in those kinds of fights. And uh, I've never been in a, a, a pretty fight. And this, my friends, is a fight for the absolute survival of our nation. So, yes, I'm standing here. uh, in the in in my studio, um, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to stand. I'm going to sit down for a minute here. I'm going to sit down because I want to say this and say this right here. <laughs> there should have been more decorum, but I don't care about that. There should have been more self control between the two of them because they came off as cod cod, cod old men. You know. You know, that's that's where it came off. Let's just call it like it is. But I don't care about that. What I cared about was the substance of what this president said when he said these words. Joe, I've done more in 47 months than you have done in 47 years. You can fact check that. (laughs) Hey, go fact check that. Compare a 47-month career in politics that the president was speaking of at the time a 47 year career in politics and this is your third time running for president the first two times that you ran for president Joe Biden the first two times that you ran for president Joe Biden you didn't garner you you barely garnered 1% of any interest in your own party And if it hadn't been for Socialist Bernie, uh, floundering toward the end of his run. In fact, Joe, if Socialist Bernie had moved a little bit further to the center, it would be Socialist Bernie on that stage instead of you. But unlike socialist Bernie, who I do have great respect for. I'm tell you why. Not for socialism, don't get me wrong. no don't don't, don't don't fall out. Okay? Not for socialism. I like the honesty. You see if if you let me know up front, you know, what we're what we're, what what this is going to be about. Okay? Then uh, the rest of his conversation All right. We we can we can have a conversation because I know where you're coming from and you know where I'm coming from. I'm always going to shoot straight with you. And that's what the president was exemplifying last night. Frustration. Yeah, because Joe Biden was coming from a place that even Joe Biden doesn't know he's coming from there. Joe did tried so desperately. Distance himself from those he know he has to embrace. And the president called him out on it. When the president was saying, you've lost the left, he got in Joe's head. It's like a boxer got you in the clenches and he's whispering to you you that you hit like a girl. Except you'll say something else. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha yeah that's what the President was saying to Joe last night. you Joe, you, you you hit like a girl, man and 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 it would have been much worse if Biden had been handling this because Biden would have waited to see what the group was thinking. And that's what his presidency will be about. His presidency will be about group think. What does Ocasio think about this? What does Bernie's think about this? Joe Biden's presidency will be about running things by the socialist arm of his party. Yeah. And you can smooth believe this. They want a fundamental change of this country. And Biden is being defiant now. He he can't. Listen, he has put himself practically in an impossible position. Biden has declared himself the leader of the Democrat Party. Well, we know that Donald Trump is the leader of the we know that there is no doubt that Trump has become the leader of the Republican Party. And those who stayed in the Republican Party, those never Trumpers who uh, pretty much bowed out uh, with their feelings hurt and so forth. Good. Glad you left because it gave him an opportunity to give us an identity of strength without you, like the Jeff Flakes, hanging all over him. Biden last night, in no uncertain terms, he said that he was the Democrat Party. Now, the Biden that he was trying to uh, portray and, and, and present is not the Biden who played ball with Bernie, and Cortez to secure that nomination without being run out of town. Because I can tell you something, even though uh, New York was under pandemic and all this kind of stuff, uh, I know for a fact that they were eyeing Mario, um, yeah, Andrew Cuomo. They were eyeing Andrew Cuomo, but Andrew had enough on his plate. He could not, and you know what, that would, it would have been absolute, it would have been an absolute fiasco if Cuomo, it had been even more so if Cuomo had dropped the New York City fiasco that he was presiding over and messed it up in ways that uh, government couldn't even mess it up, the way that Cuomo messed it up. <laughs> Yeah, it was design. I mean, that whole mess was designed by some diabolical committee in New York City. And Cuomo wants to blame that on the president. But Joe Biden is the face of the party now, right? At least that's what he says. And so now he's in this impossible position where uh, if we, conservatives, play our cards right. We got to make him be that. And that brings about this, which Joe Biden is running for president. The one that has sold his soul to the, oh, yes, you did, Joe. You sold your soul, Joe. Yes, you did. They were looking at Cuomo, but the, the pandemic saved you. You would have gone out in disgrace. And you still may. I just look forward to Miami. I'm expecting, i got to check on this. I'm expecting some type of invitation to Miami or Nashville for one of these last debates. I'd love to go. Um, None of the verbiage that I had wanted to hear him say. In fact, I don't think any of the verbiage that any of us Uh, was wanting to hear uh, said last night was said, except for the fact that the president is well adept at knowing what he has accomplished. And American people, if you're honest, you should be very adept at what this president has accomplished. But I said all this to say this. I'm going to pick it up right before we bring on Jesse James Duff at the other side of the break if you had been barraged like this president has been barraged and then there you are in front of America just bristling to tell your side of this because you haven't had a chance to except on Fox but you know the whole world's watching just too amped up came out too quick I'll be back (laughs)
2: high our hearts are in reverence
1: cl back with you on this great day across the usa and thank you all for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation coming up here in just a few minutes is connery sergeant friend of the show friend of mine um, jesse jane duff And um, she always lights it up when she comes on. And, of course, she is a friend of this show and a friend of, oh, many shows throughout the country. She's a popular guest on them all. She'll tell you all about that when we have her on. Yeah, look, I'm going to tell you this. My, um, I I know this. I know this. First of all, of course, I'm not a billionaire. Um, You know. May not ever happen. <laughs> I'm not a billionaire. I mean, 10, 15 years ago. In fact, I tell you what, right before this coronavirus thing hit, you know, still had hopes, dreams, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'll just be happy to get out with what I got. But I, I'm, the president is a legitimately billionaire, okay? To the point where he is able to donate. Uh, His $400,000 salary to, you know, the poor, which donating over this past uh, three years, four years that he's been president, when he finishes up, I think that's what close to $1.5 million that he would have given back himself to the United States Treasury. In other words, the president doesn't get paid for this abuse. Uh, Are you hearing me? And this is the most ludicrous, ludicrous thing about it. How do you hound a man about his taxes, which, by the way, is no constitutional uh, issue going on here uh, as far as the president's taxes are concerned? I think it was Nixon who was the first to release his taxes, that idiot. Why do you do that? I mean, you know, I mean, Dick Nixon actually, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said idiot. Nixon was not no idiot. Nixon was a very smart, man. In fact, he's a very good president. History will recall that. Uh, our relationship with China, you know, and the way it has evolved um, over the years really did open up with Dick Nixon. Nixon opened up China. Yeah. I was on a debate team uh, in high school, and I remember that was one of our topics. And so listen, if we take the time to look at why the President is so explosive, was so explosive last night, it's because we should be grateful to the Creator, America, Because even though Donald Trump was not and is not America's savior, he was God's way of giving us a reprieve. We should be grateful because Hillary Clinton would have taken us down, especially if in fact this pandemic would have come along under Hillary's watch and certainly Biden's watch. We would not have had the surplus of resources money nor the wherewithal the business acumen to put together the ventilators and all of that that this president put together more than enough that we needed he swung into action and there cannot be anyone who could be dissatisfied with the way he handled this pandemic. There is nobody that could have handled this better. And certainly when you hear Joe Biden start to uh, run his mouth about what he would have done. No, Joe, there is a timeline to what you would have done. And it is far later. Later. Than what the pre- then the president than when the president actually took action, you were calling him xenophobic and racist, and Nancy Pelosi was visiting Chinatown, calling him xenophobic and racist. So no, Joe Biden could not possibly have handled this in any way better than Donald John Trump handled it. And we, I sit on one of his boards and I am telling you that uh, I don't blame the president for being amped up the way he was last night. But for, for goodness sake, folks, the man gives back to the treasury $400,000 of his uh, a year. I mean, I mean, listen, he doesn't get paid for this this madness. Bringing on uh, our friend of the show and uh, our my good friend Jesse Jane Duff, Gunnery Sergeant retired, who are uh, from the military. Thank you so much for your service. Welcome back to the CL Bryant Show.
3: Oh, good
4: afternoon. Oh, good morning. It's awesome to be on your show again. I appreciate it so much.
1: You know, Jesse Jane Duff, I want to tell you this, Jesse, that it's always our privilege to have you on. I'm always excited when Michelle tells me you're coming. Give us your take on what is going on. Give us your take on um, the the debate last night. Run it by us. Uh, Give us the story.
4: Well, I think that you did a very good assessment. The president had every reason to be ramped up because Joe Biden has gotten a path from the media on every single scandal. When we watched Chris Wallace ask him how many times, twice or three times, about disavowing racism or white extremism, but yet he he was reinforcing a lie, a myth that he had said there were fine people on good sides, both sides. He knows as a journalist that that comment was, was already debunked by multiple sources, including the president's own tape. The president's own tape said, I am not talking about the white extremists and neo-Nazis. They are reprehensible or whatever language he used to disavow them. He says, I'm talking about there were good people on both sides, Fighting and it was about fighting over the Robert E. Lee statue, right? And for them to take that and 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 it was it was professional uh, misconduct, in my opinion that Chris Wallace would would reinforce a myth or a lie like that. If you're going to be a journalist, you should not be out there doing gotcha questions. You should be doing, you should be stating the facts as you know them. You don't need to be doing a fact check per se. But when you know that you are now asking a question for something that is actually intellectually dishonest, you're part of the problem and not part of the solution. Uh, We saw Joe Biden get away with every single time a tough situation came up. What did Chris Wallace say? Oh, let's go on to something else. Yeah. Hunter Biden. He was actually sitting there trying to justify Hunter Biden in Burisma, said he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And then when when a President came out and said unequivocally, how did your son make three point five million dollars? on no they that Moscow Mayor's wife. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. what did they?
1: Do? Michelle, she's breaking up.
4: I go after him for his tax return. How is it that all this information just came out about Hunter Biden and Chris Wallace does not? question him about his son's uh, deviant associations and contacts. So I don't mind our president getting tough questions. But why isn't it balanced with the exact same issue for the other person? Please explain your son's influence with foreign entities. How is it your son was able to get that $1.5 billion deal in China? How is it your son was on the Burisma board after you threatened to uh, uh, have the prosecutor fired? On tape, how is it that you were able to, we got the documents and the records and Joe Biden standing there going, it's not true, it's not true. So his supporters are like, oh, well, it must not be true because Joe Biden said it's not true. Everything was there. Chris Wallace could have said, we have this documentation by... Uh, as he went after the president with the New York Times article, then why aren't you going after Joe Biden with the documentation that you have? I don't mind tough questions for our president.
1: And you know what, Jesse?
4: an equal balance.
1: Another question that uh, never, never, never has come up is how did Hunter Biden get into their field of view to begin with? Somebody well, we had to make in. that introduction. <laughs> His
4: father was vice president in the United States. Exactly. We know this was pure nepotism. We know the guy got uh, removed from the United States Navy. I don't know if it was a dishonorable discharge, but we do know that he got discharged for snorting cocaine after only, I think he was on his first drill. He was a Navy reservist that got a waiver to join the United States Navy because he was old. He was 43 years old. You don't <laughs> enter in the military at that age. He needed a and he job. Was, and normally, a job. go ahead.
1: <laughs> he needed a job is what it was. That's what it was.
4: No, I need a job. A lot of people need a job. It's because his father was the vice president. They knew that they could use him to influence these seedy deals and negotiations that they were a part of. If they scratched his back, I mean, the history of the Bidens getting these deals is nothing new. His brother got deals for housing in Iraq, Biden's brother. uh, And now Hunter has had, now that we know... Deals that are tied to Russia that have inadvertently been tied to human trafficking and prostitution. I'm not saying that he himself was human trafficking or participating in prostitution, but these deals, money often comes from nefarious sources. So here you've got Hunter Biden tied to the vice president of the United States. It's typical nepotism. It's just like Chelsea Clinton getting what was the... the job she got that was over a million some odd dollars you know she got that dang job because she was a Clinton yeah you know you yeah. don 't see any tough kids out there making
3: money because
1: i haven 't made it yet okay so just, <laughs> yeah. but jesse everybody everybody loves die. you though everybody loves you tell me about tell me this though let talk about this for me uh has this political game then become absolute blood sport will it ever we, we will it ever be civil again well what 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 's happening here is there is there something different that has shifted? in uh, the, I guess, the the, the national attitude uh, in our nation uh, once and for all?
4: I think it's been shifted. It's been shifted for some time. I remember watching George Bush never defend himself, and Democrats vilified him. I mean— This was actually a nice guy. He would rarely defend himself. They went after him for the Iraq war. It took maybe four to six weeks before he came out with his defense of, you saw the same intelligence that I did. You cannot rewrite history. I remember him saying that. But it was almost as if it was four weeks too late, six weeks too late. This has been going on. Joe Biden started a lot of this when he vilified, go back to Clarence Thomas hearings. Who vilified Clarence Thomas, Joe Biden, go look at those tapes. And then who was the other guy that we put up nominated for the Supreme Court? I think his last name was Bork. 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 And he vilified Bork like you would not believe. He eviscerated him. It started really by Joe Biden, who's now playing this nice, kind old man, when the reality is he has desecrated and shot down and destroyed names and reputations at all costs. He called african Americans super predators when he did this 1994 crime bill that disproportionately impacted the African-American community over that of white Americans. And many people would say, well, black people have higher crime rates, but you don't understand when you look at what he was actually going after impacted african americans more disproportionately because to suggest that the drug trade is a black crime is Unequivocally false, but we do know that different types of drugs are used by different types of communities, and they went after a community at large that impacted the African-American community for what generations? And at what point are we going to say the prisons are not a solution for education? At what point? We got and Fumey running in Baltimore now against Kim Klaychik, and every time he, Chitra Klaychik, and every time he turns around, he's vilifying uh, President Trump. Well, you know what? Do you really want to be on that platform, Mr. Fumey? Because this man, President Trump, has come out with what we call a platinum plan that is essentially going to revive the black community from a lot of the disproportionate economic uh, efforts that have not been successful by Democrats. That is going to impact the black community in a way that we're going to empower them versus penalize them, empower our schools, empower our communities, empower our churches. Yeah, and you want to exactly. go against President Trump? Why you say? Let me say something to you. Why you say you want to that 1994 crime bill with Joe Biden? That's how old your butt is, and how long you've been in politics. <laughs> so you want to keep chasing after the president? Why is women? Why
1: is women Wednesday? And you know what, Jesse? Uh, what's happening is they're putting the same thing in there that they lost in uh, the the congressman that died, that passed away, and it, this uh, it, Elijah we, Cummings? The Cummings, yeah, uh, that passed yeah. away. And Fumé's the same guy. He's the same guy. And it's he just amazing. He had that
4: seat before Cummings. Yeah. That's what a lot of people don't remember. And he resigned from that seat. As he also had to resign from the NAACP for sexual misconduct and nepotism, giving favors to his, the girlfriends of his son and himself. He had to resign. There was over $100,000 paid out by the NAACP, but they buried that report. But they exposed him when he was running for Senate against uh, Jen, I think it was Cardin. He, we, they exposed him because they didn't want him to get the seat. I mean, uh, Julian Bond didn't care for him for me. Yeah, so no. they made sure that that got leaked to the Baltimore Press. He hence did not win that Senate seat, but he's trying to revive himself now.
1: Jesse, and yet I about a... have about. You're
4: going I dare to say, in Baltimore, you probably got ballot harvesting like you see with Ilhan Omar up there oh, now in Minneapolis. No now doubt about it. that, James O'Keefe.
1: It's happening. Like, this but... is the
4: corruption. You can't win honestly. You got to win by stealing.
1: Jesse, I have about three minutes left here with you. I want to thank you so much for being on with me but Let me let me say this to you. Uh, tell everybody, let me ask you this, tell everybody how we can may get in touch with you, bring you to a city town, you know, a church, wh- whatever near us. Talk to us about
4: it. It's, you know, I, I don't, so this is probably a, a suicide mission on my part to be a, a smart <laughs> business woman, but I don't have a speaker's fee. And that probably should entice a lot of people to invite me. Uh, I could have a speaker fee and probably be worth more than I am. But oh the my way I look God, at it is, could, is that uh, mission is more important than what, what we have at stake right now is very important for it to be heard over and over again. And so what I do, I, I speak on behalf of the campaign right now, so everything that I do from now to the election has to be approved by the campaign. But after the election, the battle's still going to be going. Do you think these doggone trolls are going to go hide under a bridge? No, they're going to come out in full force, and we have to invigorate and enlighten and empower people to fight back because president trump saved this conservative movement that we are on all of us are on this he saved us from defending these wars that we thought were so righteous he got us to recognize that we could do economic empowerment for the inner city the forgotten man the forgotten woman and the the rural communities he sees all people as an economic capability for our nation instead of keeping people poor so they can control them with your politics like the democrats thrive upon he's empowering everybody because if you have a strong middle class you have a strong country but they want As much as they blast these rich people, they're the biggest party of perpetuating poverty and destruction so that they can control people. That's just what communism did and how they destroyed Vietnam. Got the poor people to uprise against the rich and drove all the wealthy and the important and educated and and lawyers and doctors out of the country. Well, how's that going to work out for you?
1: How's that going to work out for you?
4: You are just inviting me. Anybody who wants to get in touch with me can find a way because I do have a website. You can find my email address on there. And I will come out, and I will speak. All I require is people cover the transportation and a hotel if I need to have that. Yeah. But I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to destroy anybody, uh, break anybody's budget. Well, no, I we'll get that you. We have a we'll message. get you
1: out there. In fact, I'd love to uh, rendezvous with you out on the road somewhere. I think it'd be a great one to punch and a great visual as well. Listen, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Continue to fight the good fight, Jesse Jane Duff, and thank you so much for your service to our nation Uh, I know that you will fight the good fight because you are again thank you so much for being on with us today
4: thank you for inviting me you all have a great week motivators and we got an election to win on November 3rd everybody get out there and
1: vote let's get it done I'm CL this is the CL Bryant show that was Gunnery Sergeant retired Jesse Jane Duff and uh, hey she's something else and um, I gotta tell you uh, always ready to uh, give her level best I'm CL. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So
4: you cleaned me up inside. You thought I
1: stand up for america then americans stand up stand up stand up god bless you god bless america i do the best i can always in the helping hand and for the flag i stand cl back with you on this fantastic day in the USA, and it will remain that way as long as there are people like you who understand what's at stake here. And uh, my last guest was uh, Gunnery Sergeant um, Jessie Jane, friend of the show and um, a good friend and, and of the president. She's a great spokesman for the president, and um, I do believe that she knows exactly what she's talking about. When she tells us that this is a fight, we must win. Now, that's what I was saying to you before she came on, that um, the president knows and has been in, the president has been in a bare knucks fight since he got in there. It hasn't been... Uh, a fight every year, it has been a constant fight throughout the years that he has been president of the United States. And guess what? When Donald John Trump looks down the road after winning the presidency again, do you know what he's looking at down the road? After winning the present, see again, more of the same, if not worse. And he's still going to be donating his salary back to the American treasury. Are, are, is are, Any of you taking this into account here? This is not someone who he's seventy four years old. He is wealthy he's not who who has a bigger brand in this world than Donald John trump no one not Bezos none of them you they may, they certainly have more money but they don't have a bigger brand trump makes facebook he makes twitter what it is <laughs> the news cycles folks there's not a there's not a minute that goes by on this planet where trump's name is not mentioned in some news cycle there's, there's not a minute. Now, there may not be 15 seconds. There might not be 10 seconds that does not go by on this planet that his name is not mentioned in a news cycle. He could walk away without the headache. He could throw the fight. He could have thrown it. But no, he chose to. This is a fight that he has chosen to fight. And he has set the parameters of the fight for himself. And he decided he's going to do it on his terms. Since he's doing it. Since he's fighting it. And understand this. I know that the president has a very healthy view of himself. That's a good thing. Why? Because I don't care, and I've said this, before about churches, how homes, families, cities, even friendships—they all take on the character of whoever is the leader. Oh yeah, you have friendships, but you know you have that one that you sort of your go to. Everybody's their go. You, they're everybody's go to. You have that one friend that they're everybody's go-to. They know everything about everybody, and but they're they're the go-to because you can trust them with it. He has been the go-to. And friends, let me tell you something from my, of course, I've never bared, I've never been, I've bared this type of burden and very, nobody, nobody understands what it is to be commander in chief, uh, uh, the president of presidency of the United States. It is an awesome, awesome responsibility, but all of us have our awesome responsibilities on our own lives on a smaller scale. Coming up uh, after the top of the hour is going to be CJ Jordan is going to be on with me. Uh, CJ Jordan's going to be on with me. Look forward to, uh, talking to her. And then at the bottom of the next hour, uh, good buddy, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Uh, she'll be coming our way. And, uh, Hey, if y'all are up there in the Michigan era area, uh, you be sure to uh, get to know Linda Lee Tarver. You, you just have to visit the state. Everybody knows, in the state of Michigan knows Linda Lee Tarver and her husband, the hot dog guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I look forward to talking to them. But friends, I'm just not whistling Dixie when I'm telling you that this president is fighting a valiant fight. And sometimes it sometimes uh, folks along this journey, this fight is going to get Bloody. Before November 3rd, Uh, we knew that it was going to get ugly here down in the stretch. And here we are in the stretch. We're just 32, what, 33 days. We're 33 days away. From what we need to do. And um, you have to decide what your. uh, Attitude toward the future is going to be America. You must decide what your attitude is going to be America toward the future. And what type of uh, warriors are we going to be? Are we, are we going to be Amer- Are we going to be who we've always been? Huh? We have always had that warrior spirit. And we had been dumbed out of it. We have been run out of it. We've been talked out of it. Starting with the idea that, you know, kinder, gentler kind of stuff that was going on. That's not exactly what I want to call it. But uh, no, no, no. We are kinder, gentler people by our own nature. We don't need politicians telling Americans that we need to be kinder and gentler. We've always been that way. But that began to spark in uh, the American mindset, the idea to, 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 I don't know, soften up. We didn't get here, the only superpower left on the earth, softening up. We are a compassionate people. And the only people I have ever known that could be truly compassionate were those who were truly strong. And that's why, America, we have been able to be compassionate. Because we have always been truly strong. Even when we were dropping the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We were still a compassionate people. And oddly enough, when you look at Hiroshima and Nagasaki at night from the sky, it looks like a, this brilliantly lit up place is just brilliantly lit. You'd never know that they had been atom bombed, nuked 70 years ago. Look better in Detroit ever thought, well, no, not better in Detroit ever thought. looks better in Detroit has looked right here in America. Yeah, Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We are compassionate. We ended that war because we were tough. We were strong enough, we were resolute enough to do what was necessary and take care of business. And that's the problem here today. Friends is that we have a businessman at the helm of our, uh, family at the head of our American family. Again, we have an, um, a businessman, an American businessman at the head of our American family. And he's there to take care of business. He's taking care of business, but the politicians, those who want the swamp to remain the way it has always been. That's why Paul Ryan became, in my view, uh, you know, a distraction to me. That's why John Boehner became a distraction to me because they 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 were swamp creatures. Joe Biden is probably the grand poopa of swamp creatures. There's nobody swampier than Joe Biden. He has a terrible problem, though, and I mentioned it before. He is a swamp creature. Ocasio-Cortez is not necessarily a swamp creature, uh, even though uh, Bernie has been around the swamp just about as long as Joe. Well, not not quite as long as Joe, but he's been in the swamp a long time. But he's not really a swamp creature. But Joe Biden is a swamp creature. And certainly Donald Trump is not. So there, Joe is trapped between two different opinions, two differing opinions. And he's lost a step as far as his political acumen, if you can say that he ever had any. Yeah. So we're compassionate. Well, we've always been tough. The, go watch a John Wayne or a Kirk Douglas or uh, let's see who else. Uh, 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 go watch a George. Watch Patton. That's right. Watch. Go, uh, if you got Netflix or, you know, streaming some of the apps, whatever it is, Hulu, whatever it is. I don't know. It is. Uh, watch. Patton you get an idea of you young if you especially if you're below 40 years of age and you have never seen the movie Patton or MacArthur watch those two films if you're a young person and you're really interested in what America was about watch those films now they were made before you know of course we became politically correct and all that kind of thing okay we were tough people. We are tough people. But we, we, it's being bred out of our younger generation. It's still in me, and it's, I believe it's still in my children. But I don't see it so much in my grandchildren. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I don't know what happened. It seems like after Vietnam, something changed. Coming up at the uh, top of the next hour, uh, on the fives of the next hour, will be um, C.J. Jordan will be my my special guest. And then at the bottom of the hour, in the next hour, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver will be coming on with me. Thank you for coming along daily as we build a bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. And it is... Absolutely, undisputably, a good day in the USA. I'll be back after the news. I'm CL.
3: I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim
2: on this road.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you so much for coming along with me as uh, we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank our flagship station, Red State Talk Radio, the Talk Monster uh the largest talk platform in the nation most listened to and if you're traveling through kind of the now deserted uh Times Square look up above Ripley's believe it or not there in Times Square and you'll see the red state talk billboard and every hour 24 hours a day the C L Bryant show does pop up there on that billboard And um, old CO's face looking right back at you there. Thank you all for making our show so popular throughout the Fruited Plains and around uh, the globe. And uh, as we continue our Wise Woman Wednesday, hashtag Wise Woman Wednesday, I want to bring uh, to your attention now someone that has been on with me before and someone who I really appreciate uh, her work i appreciate uh, her efforts in order to help us save our republic help me welcome back to the show deputy director of political and community affairs he, um, and former a special assistant to secretary ross deputy political director 2016 rnc convention cj jordan welcome back to the c l bryant show CJ, are you there? Michelle, I don't hear her. Okay, well, continuing (laughs) with that. That's the uh, live radio portion of this, folks. Let me make sure I got all my ducks in a row michelle i'm all lined up here and uh it happens but uh, michelle if you're hearing me i'm not hearing cj so if you can uh hang that up bring her back in we might be able to to get get it done to get this uh interview on the way can you hear me hello okay cj there you are can you hear me i i hear you now uh i don't know if you heard your introduction Uh, or not, but we're very happy to have you on, and thank you so much for the work that you do, and I thank you so much for the courage that you have. C.J., uh, Jordan, is it time now in America for men and women to have the kind of courage that uh, was necessary in the 60s to get done what's needed to be done in this nation today? Talk to us.
3: It absolutely is that time for them to have that courage. And that courage is not necessarily staying with the status quo and staying with the Democratic Party. You know, my grandfather always, you know, taught me, you know, uh, this phrase about uh, bullshit, you know, walks and stay with somebody who gives to talk. Yeah, And so... And when we're talking about comparing, you know, Joe Biden's record with the things that President Trump has done the last three and a half years, there's no comparison with that. Um, whether you say, you know, and I know he didn't have a chance to do the follow-up on those things, but when you look at the president's record, I had the privilege and honor to serve the American people in his administration at the Department of Commerce. The president has been a champion. Since, you know, his first budget passing on the support of Minority Business Development Agency, for those folks who don't know what that is, it is the premier and the only federal agency that is designed to promote black and brown, Hispanic, Asian, Native American um, businesses in the country. And it was established under Richard Nixon by my mentor, the legendary Bob Brown, um, who was special advisor to Nixon, um, during the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King and the riots that subsequently um, sprung up across the nation. So when you look at the fact that we have today uh, over 42 African Americans who serve in Congress, and from the 1968 riots, our urban centers have been in decay and we've had black representation since the 1970s that is a problem that we have and the only person that has you know admitted that there's a problem they dislike the problem is donald trump he's speaking truth to power but he's also putting money behind it to solve those problems systemic problems that black Democrats always talk about. They talk about systematic racism. Well, we haven't been in charge of those cities, and we're putting money in those cities to bring them back to what they were um, prior to those assassinations. But when black businesses, you couldn't walk down the street, you couldn't go to a church without seeing streets lined with prosperous black businesses, whether they were cleaners, yeah. corner stores, yeah. seamstress, yeah. Um a Pflafler, a black-owned doctor's office. They might not have been large, but they lined the streets of that inner city's dentists. Yeah, you know, dress shops, shops. And,
1: and all of those. You know, C.J., you make a, a very, very, very good point. And, I, I, and you and I, and, and full disclosure, folks, uh, both C.J. And, and myself, C.J. Jordan, is my special guest, and we're going to uh, get you the information on how to get in touch with her on this Wise Woman Wednesday, uh, perfect guest to have on. Uh, You know, C.J., as I look at uh, your body of work, and folks, uh, you you must know this, but she and I are both black conservatives in this country. We've worked uh, for the Republican GOP uh, in our own right, and her body of work is absolutely amazing. But this is what I want to, 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 for you to talk to us about now, and that is the um, the, the original home of, of our people politically in this country was the Republican Party. Uh, how is it that the systemic uh, racism card is being so effectively played then, CJ, on us, who came out of, politically, the, the, what happened? Tell us where that fork in the road came.
3: Well, that really fork in the road came, you know, after, you know, President Eisenhower, um, and really going into the 60s, you know, the late 60s, early 70s, um, when there was really a change. And even though we had this discord, even when Nixon was in office, um, most people forget Nixon had over 500 African-American political appointees the most any Republican had had up to that date, where we got astray in that piece, like I said, after Eisenhower, and then you had Kennedy in that little short period of time. You know, it was the 1964 Civil Rights You know act in those movements we had a shift and unfortunately when we had that policy shift those southern democrats got involved in the republican party the northern republicans didn't know how to fully address but again what folks didn't understand um we had that problem before even if you go back to reconstruction and if you remember from a historic standpoint when Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln debated, even Booker T. Washington, when they were debating and talking about the need for Reconstruction um, and that would lead to the advancement of African Americans, and you talk about the assassination of Lincoln, one of the big discussions was over the Reconstruction. Because Nixon went to Congress and he said, You know what? I do not want to hold ill will to my Southern folks, even if they were against the union, but they're now joining the union for a more perfect union. Yeah. But then there was debate that said, Oh, we don't want to have them come in and we want to just expel them because all they're going to do it's caused problems for us. And then you get to the assassination of Lincoln. And there was that big debate there. And he believed in a more perfect union, even though those Southern Democrats who believed in slavery, who did not believe in the rights of African Americans, is where you have that Democratic Party. And that's where it still lies today, because we are continuing in a subservant um role in the Democratic Party even though we vote the majority. And perfect example. Joe Biden. Okay, everybody waited till he got to South Carolina. But even when he stood before the voters of South Carolina, he didn't offer them a plan. He didn't offer them a vision. He just said, "Okay, vote for me."
1: Right, and you know, CJ, he offered them in in South Carolina what he thought would be some, as I say, black stuff. You know, he offered them some black stuff. And and why is it we bite? Why is it our we bite on that? That, that kind of stuff, when Hillary Clinton gets into a black a, a Baptist pulpit, she turns into doing black stuff. You know you know why do are we patronized in that fashion? It's insulting to me. But why is that not that insult not reflected in 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 our attitudes? Talk to us about it. Well,
3: I think it's because we are an emotional um, culture. And that is who we are. We're not going to change that. Unfortunately, you know, people forget. And we get emotionally tied to I have a dream speech. that Dr. King did on the mall. But we forget that his last major march was the Poor People's Campaign when he was shifting. And most people don't read his words as he was building up to that. It was the fact that we can no longer focus on social justice. We need economic justice. Amen. That Amen. was what he was he was shifting. his debate to say, wait a minute. We need dollars in our community. We need to be able to really now support our black businesses because, yeah, we're going to be integrated into the society and we're asking for more. But we need to do more. To support because we're going to have a plethora of people coming into our community, and we're going to be having a plethora of black folks that are going to go out of our community because of advancement. That message has all been lost because we get stuck on "I Have a Dream."
1: Exactly, and you we know, don't CJ.
3: Economic justice.
1: I, 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 what what good is it? to be able to sit at the lunch counter and don't have any money in your pocket to buy the sandwich, you know and, and that's what where King was indeed shifting to The enti- in fact the entire content of character thing is about what you can bring to the table and not what you take off the table it's, that's what King was actually getting at but you know what CJ, I, I got to have you back, tell everybody because I have to get into this conversation with you and you and I can talk about this really good But I, uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver is coming in behind you and Michelle if I had known that uh, this conversation could develop into what it is developing into. It has to be held over. So let's reschedule CJ so that we can discuss this. You brought it up. Uh, CJ Jordan is my guest Uh, and that was what the black community was. I remember the dress shops. I remember the restaurants and the the funeral parlors and even though the movie theater is in my my city uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, we had our own black movie theater, everything. You know and business was booming and CJ I want to talk to you when I bring you back about where did that go? Was integration were we better people before integration and not that that was a bad thing or anything or integration was but we we, you and i i believe can talk about this in a way that sheds light on what actually happened right now though tell everybody how to get in touch with you how to bring you to a city church synagogue what have you near them talk to us
3: well as i close again i want to thank you for having me and i want to leave this parting this parting thought before i get to that you know we got protests protesting and, and, and tearing down our inner cities and black-owned business. I want someone to ask Joe Biden why did he and Obama cut the budget of the Minority Business Development Agency, closed down regional offices, and it was President Trump. Because when I came into that office, we were at $32 million budget. That budget now is over $40 million. It's not a great deal of money, but each year he has increased that money to strengthen our minority business centers to help our black owned businesses. And it's in a critical time, then, that COVID has closed a great many of those businesses, along with Antifa burning them down. But folks can reach me by email at egpearlpearl at yahoo.com echo gamma p-e-a-r-l
1: at com. thank you awesome thank you and uh, listen continue to fight the good fight I know that you will CJ Jordan because you are fighting the good fight again thank you so much for being on here with me today yeah, and
3: thank you for what you do in
1: heaven God bless and keep you talk to you soon Thanks. I'm CL this is the CL Bryant show that my friends was uh the friend of the show and uh hey i got to- tell you something gonna be a regular interview for me um c j jordan i um i think I, michelle I think I did interview her once before um but I think it was on a different topic and something that didn't lead into the type of conversation I think I can have with this woman uh here on wise woman wednesday hashtag wise woman Wednesday. one of the inventions of my uh little uh, sis, twisted sister uh <laughs> yeah and uh she uh comes up with great ideas every once in a while (sighs) listen folks i know you hear me take digs at michelle all the time but it's only because she's so great at what she does and she's strong enough to bear it and uh she's strong enough to bear it after these six years uh you know it has been um a lot of fun it really has her her kids, um, her husband, um, me, my wife, uh, we've, we've, uh, my form, my, my late wife, uh, yeah, I think it's the first time I ever referred to Jane as my late wife, uh, my late wife, um, you know, we've, we've gone through whatever it is to get here to this place and uh, God has been good to us. And, uh, I thank them. I thank them so much for their friendship And um, Michelle, quite frankly, is my right arm, but just the same, I want to get CJ back on because uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver is coming up at the bottom of this hour. And uh, I want to get CJ back because we were, we were, I was going to scratch the surface with something that needs to be talked about uh, so that you, most of my audience, I know most of my audience, about 90% uh, Caucasian, that's fine with me. I don't care about that. And I know that the, my black audience may be larger than I'm thinking, it May be larger than 10% of it. I don't know. But um, it, it, there's things that we need to talk about as American people when it, it relates to race So that we're not walking around in the dark about it. Okay? And one of the things is that there was a thriving before integration in the South. There was a thriving in just about every uh, middle-sized to large community in America in the South. Yeah, you go to Savannah. You can go to Shreveport, Louisiana. You go to Baton Rouge, uh, Opelousas, uh Alexandria. You know, Louisiana. You know, you can go. To, you can go to Dallas. Oh yeah, Deep Ellum down in Dallas, and all of that. You know, uh, there was a thriving business community in, in in the Black community, even in Los Angeles. Watts. what do you think Watson, Compton, and Inglewood, all that was about? It, it was before it. it all of this stuff happened. They were thriving black communities. Detroit, Michigan, was the most successful city on earth. Back when George Romney, Mitt Romney's father, was governor of Michigan, it was the most successful city on earth. And black people were the most successful ethnic group on the planet who lived in Detroit. What happened? Liberalism happened. Yeah, socialist tendencies came in, and that's what, that's what happened. That's what destroyed the once thriving black community. It killed the black family, which at some times in this country, get my movie, Runaway Slave. Marriage rate was higher than the white marriage rate. What happened to that? We'll talk about it when I come back.
2: It high. our hearts are bowing in reverence
1: cl back with you here on this second half of the cl brian show if you don't get both hours of the cl brian show you might be listening on a terrestrial replay and i want to thank our friends up in utah and i, I my good friend kathy smith kathy i was up there with you all um uh, last, a couple of weeks ago now And I uh, had a fantastic time Up there with them A great place, Liberty Hall Stand Your Ground Is the statue that she has had Commissioned and it's a magnificent Larger than life uh, Statue of General Washington On a magnificent steed uh, I want to thank Loving Liberty the talk plat- The talk radio Platform there In Utah, Ogden, Utah, that uh, has my show up there. And wherever you might listen to the show on Terrestrial Replay, I want to thank you for it. Kathy has it live. I'm on right now there in Ogden, Utah. And I certainly um, thank all of you for making my show as popular as it has become Yeah, Uh, coming up, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. In fact, I might broach this conversation with her a little bit myself. Uh, And that is what she lives in. She's in Michigan. I think Linda's over in Ann Arbor, though. I don't think she's in Detroit. But Ann Arbor, same place. You know, thriving business. But it's the north. It was different than living in the south. It was different. The same, yeah, but different. You know, um, you're black wherever you are in this country, but th- there's, things are different depending on location. And in the South, uh, when I was growing up, it was different than living in the North in the time that I was growing up, you know. But the black community thrived, was thriving before integration. Occurred. Not saying that integration was a bad thing, but it seems as though when that occurred, black business dried up. Why? Because it, it, it couldn't compete with Sears and, you know, it couldn't compete with not having to stand in line while the white patrons were waited on and then you were waited on. Um, However, as CJ Jordan was bringing up, King, when he was assassinated, his message was indeed shifting from social justice, as you hear these voices saying now, and that social justice was simply, they you know, hey, if I sit at the, at, the, at the counter, I should be able to order the same thing that he's ordering. I should be able to sit where he's sitting and, uh, you know, pardon me, enjoy <clears throat> what he's enjoying. And spend the money like he's spending his for that enjoyment. Right. OK. That's so that's the true social justice there. That was the social justice that King was talking about. If if I, it, I won't be angry at you at all for whatever and whoever you are, as long as I can buy a home with the money I've earned. Not that you've given me, not not government subsidies or anything, so I can move somewhere where I can't. I, I haven't earned. You see, I live in places I've earned. You understand what I'm saying? And, but and, and, and what, the, what, what these social justice minions like to do these days is give people things that they have not earned. And so when uh, that family, I don't care who they are, they can be white, they can be black, they can be Mexican, they can be whoever they, they, they are. I doubt they would be Asian yeah because they earn what they they know to earn what they get but somehow american whites have been drummed into this too uh, uh latins uh, mexicans have been latins uh, all all latins are not mexican believe that uh you, in fact you can get a whole lot of trouble if you believe if you believe differently uh all blacks or you can believe that are not the same people but when that person who has that mentality moves into your neighborhood without the idea that they want to make it better and they just want to take off the table instead of put on the table you see the, the content of character is about what you bring to the table not any, any anybody can take off the table okay but what do you bring to the table someone who brings an incredible uh, amount to the table and leaves it there for everybody else to enjoy, is my next guest, my good friend, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Linda, you know, we've been running, we've been hanging out fast and loose here for a long time now. And no, every, no, no. <laughs> and I got to tell you, every moment of it has been really great and glad you're back on the show. Welcome back C.L. Bryant show.
5: Thank you for having me. You are such an awesome man of God and an awesome uh, patriot.
1: You honor me with that, uh, Linda, and thank you so much for it. Linda. We do have a fight on our hands. This fight got kind of ugly last night. I want to get your take on 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 the outcome of this and why did it go where it went? I I know why the president had to defend himself. Linda, the man doesn't take a salary from us and he takes all of this stuff from other folks as well. Talk to us about where we are right now. Talk to us.
5: Well, our president has made his case from the time that he came down the escalator in 2015. In 2016, he was elected. We knew who we were getting. We knew that he had made promises. He kept all of those. He's still keeping promises. He will not uh, offer anything that he doesn't feel that he could reasonably do. He's been making his case to thousands upon thousands of people coming out to his rallies or, quote, peaceful protests now. And he has made the case um, about his commitment to... All communities, especially in Atlanta, where I was on Friday, to the black community, the Platinum Plan, he's made his case. Yesterday was a, um, a debate, um, if you want to call it that, with Chris Wallace. Chris has not been shy about his disdain for the president and has certainly not offered him much relief when it comes to the fairness of it. But what was negotiated or what was discussed in that debate, uh, if you can call it that, is that you get two minutes to respond to a question and there's no rebuttal. Now, that's not a debate to me. And I'm sorry, I I debated in high school. I'm not sure if you've debated, but... There's always a rebuttal, even in a court situation. There's always a rebuttal and that there was no opportunity to do that. If you wanted just sound bites and two minutes of presentation, then they should have just video recorded that and called it a debate. But that was not um, that's not the format that they had set up. And so from the onset, the president said within a few minutes into that, that um, am I debating you? I see who I'm debating, which is Chris Wallace the president did not have to regurgitate his exceptional um, record and the record that he's had 47 months. um, He has done this work more than 47 years of Joe Biden. What they wanted to do was a got you. And the questions were ridiculous. Are you going to uh, denounce and tell the, uh, right-wing groups and militias to stand down, um, just like Antifa and all of that. Actually, the reality is, is that the Antifa and Black Lives Matter and those groups are the only ones doing, uh, the stealing, killing, destroying, and terrorizing of our cities. It's not the right-wing groups. It is not the right-wing groups that are being terrorists. He's absolutely right. And so with respect to that, I saw this man do what he's supposed to have done, which was respond. um, And based on the format that he was given, he did the best he could.
1: Absolutely. And you know what, Linda, uh, you, you bring up a very interesting point. And yes, I, I am in, in college, uh, high school and college, went to the national finals as a debater, an extemporaneous speaking champ. And uh, I believe national, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lynn, Linda, you know, you and I, you know, we, we, we've been on the trail now for a long time. And um, when we look at the accomplishments of this president for the black community, uh, let me ask you this. Is there a chance that we will be able to deliver? And Linda and I, folks, uh, full disclosure, sit on the president's advisory board, Black Voices for Trump. We're founding members of uh, that board. And uh, Linda, can we deliver 15 percentage points of black vote to this president? What do you think?
5: No, I think we're going to deliver twenty-five to thirty <laughs> percent. I, I love it. I love it. I don't it. <laughs> think fifteen percent is is doing justice. I think we're going to get much more than that, so folks. Are you hearing
1: this? I we're talking landslide, awesome. Linda. We're talking landslide in the black community. Do you see Absolutely. us coming? Out? Is there an Absolutely. evolution? Is there an awakening that's going on?
5: There, there. People are being told to deal with this question i I, on social media this morning you have um black liberals who are saying oh what did you think about stand by stand back stand back stand by or what about this and all these questions about whether or not he's doing a dog whistle to some white supremacist group first of all the proud boys has not been designated as a white supremacist group i think one of the leaders is uh latino and um, the, the the issue is that they're not in the cities terrorizing the people. What people should have focused in on is the deal, for this Green Deal, the Biden Green Deal, that will systematically um, socialize our country. What they should have paid attention to was the fact that there was no law enforcement supporting Joe Biden. That should give everyone pause. That law enforcement unions, unions which typically go to Democrats, are not supporting Joe Biden. What they should have paid attention to was the fact that there was no leadership on coronavirus. The talking points from the left is. Uh, there are 200,000 people dead. More people are going to die. I've got a plan. Well, if you love the people, why do we have to wait for J- January 20th, 2021? If you don't want to see any more people die, hand the hand the president your plan, Right. hand it to him. Right. If you don't want to see any more people die. But people want to Pierce and see what they want to see. And the reality is, is that Joe Biden is way over his head. He's got diminished capacity. He is given, um he handled with kit gloves with the liberal media. That's their guy. That's the only guy that they put forward. And the Democrats have not put forward anyone, anyone of substance that has not gone radical left. And Joe Um, pro-choice Joe now. He was not able to um, take communion. He used to be a pro-life, blue dog Democrat. He is now a left-winger. He is pro-choice pro-abortion and having to support those things that in the past he wouldn't. His Catholic Church refused to give him communion because of his positions now. And that is the reality that we're dealing with, with the hypocrisy they call Joe Biden. They're creating something that is not there. And, and with the Green Deal, this, this man's plan, including the Green New Deal, is rebuilding all of the buildings and homes across America to make them green and the 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 what we have today and i and i really want people to pay attention what we have today is energy independence we don't have to ask countries that want to kill us and beg them for oil anymore not under this president And because we don't, we have leverage where we don't have to beg from you. We don't have to uh, bow down at your altars. We don't have to do any of that because we are an energy independent um, place. And that signing that Paris Accord will not do it again. Joe Biden said, I'm going to sign the Paris Accord. And it's important for black folks to make sure they know what these terms mean. They know what this means for them. Wow. What it means for them and what it means for their pocketbook. And when Joe Biden says, oh, you care too much about the Wall Street and the, you know, the market, listen to what he said. You care too much about the market. Well, let me tell you, folks who are out there, blacks and whites and whoever is listening, the market is where most of your pensions are in your 401k. I was blessed to have worked a long time, 34 years at my job. I have a pension. But they're not offering pensions anymore. They're offering 401Ks, and that's based on the market. Right. You need to know that.
1: That's exactly right. You need
5: to know why it's important.
1: Linda Lee- It's important to you. Linda Lee Tarver, let me tell you something. Michelle, we got to schedule Linda to come back. But i got to have you tell folks now how to get you to where they are. i got about three minutes, Linda, to their church, synagogue, or place of You know, wherever their place of worship is. Tell them how to get a hold of you. They need to hear this from you.
5: Actually, I have a website, LindaLeeTarver.com, L-I-N-D-A-L-E-E-T-A-R-V as in Victor, E-R,
1: com. com. On this Wise Woman Wednesday, I cannot have had <laughs> a better guest than I have had, and I cannot have wrapped it up with anyone better than this guest, my good friend, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Tell the hot dog guy I said hello. I will do that.
5: God bless you.
1: God bless you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was uh, Linda Lee tarver and uh, hey folks you know what i i gotta tell you this i michelle i gotta tell you i gotta throw pro- props to you again and you know i don't do this very often and uh you better enjoy it because it may not come around you know anytime soon before christmas anyway but <laughs> i've got to throw props to you again let me tell you why you know how much i enjoy the conversation you know with women and so forth i just i just i think i think i get it from my mom i just love to i i I love to look at my mom because she was a pretty woman in all of this but I, i also love to i loved it when she talked to me about about you know southern boys we have this southern uh anthem it's called simple man you know if you if you haven't if you haven't heard it, you might want to download it. And here it's called Simple Man. And I don't care if you're white, black, or whatever in this, in the, in this country. If you came out of the South, uh, it's one of our, it's, a, it's one of a sort of Southern boy, black, white, Southern boy anthem. It's Simple Man. And uh, I was my mama's only son. And I love to have her pour into me. And I sat still for it, you know, even if she was criticizing, whatever it was, you know, uh, I'd listen to, to what, what Mama had to say. And I think, and my grandmother, I love love listening to Sarah. Sarah, Sarah Hanson was my, my mother's mother. I love listening to them. And so I was surrounded by these, these wise women. I mean, really, wise women. And so, um, Michelle, when you came up with that, I said, well, gee whiz, um, it it sort of fits, you know, what I do. It fits how I do it and all that kind of thing, you know, as well. And so um, I love, and folks, I, I hope it shines through. I love getting the point of view of these American women. On Wise Woman Wednesday, hashtag that Wise Woman Wednesday, and I look forward to it. Um, I have some good friends uh, in um, in Florida uh, who is sending me um, the uh, some contacts there in the Florida area, in the southern Florida, or Port Saint Lucie, uh, Lucie, and and down toward. Um, Palm Springs you know in that area and Florida of course is a shaker mover state. Saving. I'll be back ran up against
0: the clock. so you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping so
4: you cleaned me up inside you thought
1: Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven and for the flag. That's D-Rox. I am an American. I was blessed to lend my voice to the opening of his hit song there. Uh, I am an American. Stand up, all of you Americans right now. Be counted. It's time for men and women of courage. We cannot suffer those without it. Uh, It's time for all of us with courage to stand up. And, of course, look into the steely-eyed um, eyes of our leader, our president of the United States, and understand that um, this is for all the marbles. All of them. Look, folks, it's as simple as this. We lose the presidency. There's a very good chance that the Senate is going to go with that. It seems as though as the presidency goes this time around, so goes the Senate. The strange thing about it is that this thing could be in total reverse. We could be in the thin majority in the House and lose the Senate if we lose the presidency. We'll know. We'll know near very soon or we could lose all three so we could gain all three it just depends on what and who we can believe here okay if you believe the polls we very well are going to lose all three. The polls were wrong before. I believe they're wrong now. I believe we will win the presidency. I have, I have very little doubt about that. You can't become complacent, though. You must fight like we're behind. In fact, I'm going to stop saying that for these next 33 days. We... I be, I believe that we'll hold get, hold the White House. I believe that we'll hold the Senate, and I believe that we'll pick up seats, if not recapture the House. I think I, people are tired of Nancy Pelosi. Is behind. She, I mean, you're tired of her. I know I am. You know, I'm tired of her. Nancy Pelosi is behind him. <laughs> <sighs> I, 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 this is for all of the marbles, kids. Listen, listen. You, you know, you remember how it was when you throwed all the marbles in? Huh? This was for all the marbles, this is for all the fun. I was a mar... You, kids don't shoot marbles anymore. <laughs> I talked to um, a friend of mine down there. Is a lot of things that um, he and I have in common. Uh, Lee Lamps and I talked to him about that. You know, uh, we don't shoot marbles anymore. Right? That's from our generation and before then, and all that kind of thing. And I guess my, Mike's son was probably the last kid that I know... Uh, well, that shot marbles, and he's nearly 40 years old. Well, he's headed toward 40. I don't think he's not that old yet. I think he's 35. <laughs> but um, this election, my friends, is for all the Marbles. It's one of those things where you know you've lived long enough to know where expressions come from that are obsolete to the current generation. This is for all the marbles. All of your fun is in that little circle in that circle there. Yeah. You got to shoot them out. It's for all the marbles. It's for all the things that you have fun with, America. And there are things about us that can go away that will just absolutely ruin the joy of our freedom and the liberty that we have enjoyed as Americans. And you have heard me say this before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it even if I have to say it from the underground if we lose this thing. Because that's exactly where I will most likely have to be. <laughs> oh, you talk about hunted people. they were hunted. You think we're hunted now. You think you think there's open seasons on conservatives and Christians now? You let us lose the White House, the, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. This radio show won't be on. Rush certainly won't be on. This is for all the marbles. Sean, they will hush you up tomorrow, brother. Good buddy Hannity. Hush you up tomorrow. And 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 no, this show won't be on any black conservative. You, it'd be open season on you. Do you know what Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and to those guys think of people like me? Oh, there's no need talking about that. I mean, yeah, uh, they have shown it in many ways. So this. Is for everything that makes life fun in this life. Oh, you think that you have heard anything resembling the white guilt trips that they want to put you on, the reparation talks that they want to have with you, America? Are you, do you have any clue the type of steroid shot you would be on if the liberals have their way? business people, red, yellow, black, white, whoever you are in this country. Oh, my dear friends, my fellow entrepreneurs, my fellow business people, you will be prey to people who think that folks who make $250,000 a year happen to be rich. what oh oh if you own a business that, that, that generates money uh, they think somehow you're rich no 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 you're the last paid and the first one blamed last paid first blamed first there Last to leave. Last paid. First blamed. That. Is the life of of a startup business owner. That is the life of most business owners. Whether they've been in business for a long time or not. All of that goes away. The whole idea of wanting to risk. Your. Capital, regardless of it's large, small, or whatever, investment, you want to risk it in order to make money in America. That can go away. Let me tell you why. Because with the way Trump deregulate, had deregulated business, the gamble that you take, like the Rockefellers did, is absolutely possible to make a lot of money. No one knew that uh, investing in coal like the Rockefellers did and being able to squeeze uh, what became known as coal oil, lantern light, kerosene out of the coal. Would make him a mega, mega wealthy man, but he had to have the capital in order to risk it. That's why you shouldn't be angry at wealthy people who are wealthy and they risk their money in order to become that way. Because the, if this thing, if they had not been vigilant, if they hadn't taken the risk, knowing that they could lose it, as a friend of mine has through this COVID thing, and then the hurricane was a double whammy to him, just wiped him out. But he was on his way to making some money before this happened. He could have survived the hurricane if COVID hadn't weakened him. Wow. If they become your benevolent masters, you better understand one thing. Your masters, they do intend to be. And benevolent is just a word. Yeah. If they win the White House, if God forbid Joe Biden wins the White House, Kamala Harris is your president. And you know what she's about. You know what she's about. Well, if you don't, you better ask somebody, huh? You better ask somebody about Kamala Harris. I'll tell you about Kamala Harris. Yeah. Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's worst nightmare, and he doesn't care. Joe seems to be, I don't know, oblivious to just how diabolical the Democrats are in using him the way they're using him. Oh, Joe. You're not only a gift that keeps on giving to us as conservatives because you are truly a gaff machine, although last night all you had to do was show up, and you did that. And so they're giving you credit for showing up. There was nothing, though to write home about Joe. Absolutely nothing to write home about Joe. The president's points were made. Yes, um, in hindsight, I'm sure he's, you know, looking back on it now because when you go back and look at something, Uh, yourself, uh, sometimes you you see how perhaps you could have modified reactions and made it better. But Miami's coming. People are trying to convince Joe not to show, which, of course, would own him the name No-Show Joe, which would be right for him. All he had to do was show up last night. But I do believe we'll see a different setting, a different debate, if you want to call it that, as Dr. Tarver said next time. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I am able to talk to you again, I'm CL and may God bless and keep you all.
3: I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys I'm just a pilgrim on
2: this road